Street Institute online poll has found that most respondents support attacks on foreign buyers of Metro Vancouver homes, but at the same time doubt how effective the move will be at cooling this red-hot real estate market. Nine out of every ten who responded to the poll conducted between July 26th and 28th say they support the new property transfer tax, but only six of the ten believe this will help improve access to the local market for local buyers and increase vacancy for renters. The poll was released on Thursday. That was the same day the B.C. legislature passed that new law introducing an additional 15% tax on home buyers in Vancouver who aren't either Canadian or permanent resident. The new policy will come into effect on Tuesday. The provincial government's been facing increasing pressure to take action to address the housing prices as they keep continuing to go up across the lower mainland. This is Canada's most expensive real estate market. We'll get a view from Toronto as well in just a couple of minutes. This move comes as uh, we prepare to go to the polls next spring, and that's important to note. And despite the policy change, 7 out of 10 respondents to the poll believe that uh, they'll manage those that are trying to find loopholes to allow them to get around the new tax. 8 out of 10 say that the government should have intervened sooner uh, as this uh, thing has just been spiraling out of control. For the government's part, they say they've already got plans for that money, the money that they'll take in with the new property tax levy on foreign nationals. They say they're planning to use the cash for housing initiatives, for renters, low-income earners, and first-time buyers, all the things that grab the headlines. Those housing developments are set to roll out in the fall, months before the provincial election in the spring, which is expected to feature uh, one of the big battlegrounds will be the feature of real estate. And there's evidence of uh, problematic conditions in Canada's housing market as a whole, uh, increased from weak to moderate since last report, according to the housing market assessment released on Wednesday by the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Here in Vancouver, we now have sufficient evidence to raise our overall assessment to problematic conditions in the Vancouver housing market that is now rated as high. The HMA serves as an early warning system, alerting Canadians to areas of concern developing in our housing markets so that action can be taken to promote market stability. And BC Hydro says it's embarking on a utility-wide cost-cutting program to stick to a 10-year rate plan announced three years ago despite a decline of $3.5 billion in revenue. Electricity rates in the province climbed by 4% in April and are slated to increase 3.5% and 3% over the next two years. The 4% increase this year averages to an additional $4.65 each month for a family of four living in a single-family detached home. BC Hydro, a crown corporation, blames warm winters and a decrease in commodity prices for the decline. Well, we talk a lot about houses and real estate and where you live. What about doing business in Vancouver? A new report has come out, and it indicates in this report that despite what's happening with housing and taxes in that area, this is still a pretty good place to do business. John spoke with Walter Pela, who's the managing partner at KPMG here in Vancouver. Vancouver is a second among 51 major international cities as a, one of the most tax competitive cities and 12th in Canada, according to your focus on tax report that's out today. Can you explain in layman terms what that means? What the study uh, does, John, is it evaluates the relative tax cost for businesses to locate. Uh, yeah, we looked at 111 different cities. Uh, 10 countries, 
Canada uh, came out uh, as retaining its uh, top status uh, overall, as well as looking at the um, sub-industry groups that we that we looked at as part of the study. Uh, so that's digital services, R&D, corporate services, and manufacturing, so across all sectors. So that's great news for Canada. And within, within Canada, Vancouver, looking at major cities, Vancouver ranked second, which, uh, again, it retained its status relative to the last time we did the study, which is two years ago. And it's, it's a very important factor when we look at where companies choose to locate. It's the amount of tax cost that they that they incurred. So that's what this study looks at. So if you're a company thinking of locating to Vancouver, this is good news? This is excellent news. You know, Vancouver always uh, ranks well in terms of livability and a great place to be with our mountains and our ocean. But uh, when, when it comes down to locate, locating business investments, uh, functions, services, what business looks like as well, of course, is uh, uh, overall business costs, and a significant component is the tax cost. And what the study does is look at all tax costs borne by businesses, uh, so corporate income taxes, uh, as well as uh, statutory labor costs, and all of the other uh, corporate level taxes that a business incurs, include, pro- including property taxes and, and the like. Um, and, and so what the study shows is, um, is that not only is Canada a great uh, uh, country, uh, the top country, uh, to, uh, to, uh, in terms of low tax cost overall, uh, but Vancouver, when measured against major international cities, uh, and, and by that we measure population sizes in excess of 2 million, uh, is, is second uh, behind only uh, Toronto, which frankly uh, is uh, very close to Vancouver. We're pretty well uh, pretty well uh, to tide. So I think that, that that's great for a small open economy and a, and a gateway city like Vancouver to remain competitive to attract uh, a global business in, in today's environment where, where um, business is a, a, a global matter and very uh, movable. What would the, the naysayers or someone who, who doesn't agree with, it, with uh, the results of this, what, what would they say? And I'm just curious as to if there is any argument against uh, or if there's any negatives to a report such as this. I don't think that there's another side to this debate. The, 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 the broader argument is whether uh, British Columbia and whether Canada as a country uh, has adopted uh, the, uh, the right tax policy. And that's a broader discussion in terms of evaluating uh, you know, our personal income tax levels, for example, which are not the most competitive. Uh, and so, uh, so, um, but when it comes to uh, looking at tools that a government has, to, to uh, create uh, an environment that creates jobs and that attracts businesses and that creates investments, uh, the corporate tax costs to a business are probably the most variable. So, uh, you know, labor costs, you, you know, tax is only one component when looking as to where, where to locate business functions and business investments. The other things are, are things like transportation, uh, labor costs, et cetera. And, and, and to a great extent, those comprise a much uh, larger part of, uh, of, of, of the cost of running a business. But the tax costs are significant, and they vary a lot, depending on the incentives uh, that are given. For example, in the area of R&D, the amount of uh, tax credits that are available to encourage innovation, uh, to encourage investment. And, and so I, I, I think having a competitive landscape that, uh, that attracts 
uh, activity and business is is good for the economy and good for the for the province. Uh, just lastly, Walter, was there any change? Uh, is this a year-over-year study? If so, was there any change over last year or the last time you did this study? It's a biannual biannual study. We we, we do it every two years, uh, and uh, Vancouver retained its uh, its ranking, and Canada retained its ranking, and uh, and that is that's an important uh, observation. In, in in a sense, uh, to say nothing has changed is is really not to make a point uh, the a point of it. The the point is. Uh, that with all the changes that are going around uh, 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 in the world uh, in terms of governments changing policies, currency fluctuations, uh, etc., cetera, uh, Canada and Vancouver specifically have, ha- have managed to retain uh, an edge, which, which is good news. Very well. Uh, Walter Pele, a local partner with KPMG, uh, thank you uh, very much for your comments. We appreciate it. Good place okay, to do thank business. You, thank you guys very much. Uh, Vancouver still very much sought after uh, as a place to do business, despite these high housing costs. We'll get into this tax that came out uh, this week in Victoria. Romana King is an editor and a real estate specialist with Money Sense, and she has a good handle and at least has a great way of explaining how these things might affect us. And we'll get into that next on Vancouver Real Estate Today from News Talk 980 CKNW. As we try to get a hold of our next guest, Romana King, we're going to talk about something else that's happening locally, and that's the development uh, along the Evergreen Line. Uh, If that, in fact, opens in 2017, the completion date is for next year, but there's lots going on right now in Port Moody. Next stop, Port Moody. Most call it the Nevergreen Line. Some say Port Moody Council has been too slow to improve developments around it. I spoke to hyperlocal realtor John Grasty about the developments in Port Moody, and he says really this all began back in the 1990s, around 1995, when Port Moody Council decided that they would move to the developing inlet center area, and he says that delayed the much-needed revitalization throughout Moody Center even longer. I've read that developers were slow out of the gate to build around the Evergreen Line in Port Moody compared to Coquitlam, let's say, where according to development application permits, uh, the last two years have been very strong there for development. Over $360 million worth of uh, building permits issued uh, that year. That was up from $15 million the year before. Uh, by comparison, in Port Moody, last year there were, I think, $21 million worth of construction permits issued, uh, just $12 million the year before. Uh, understanding that these are two very uh, different places, John, um, why do you think there was such a drastic difference in numbers? Uh, the regional government was actually moving in the direction of densified town centres based on transit-oriented development from the early 90s. Um, with this in mind, Port Moody had allowed its population to uh, double in about a 15-year period to, I think, 2009. The funding allocated for the long-awaited Murray Connector was pulled by TransLink, so Port Moody put a moratorium on um, developing uh, density until the funding was committed to the new infrastructure um, to handle the growth, and that's when... Um, the Evergreen Line was finally um, uh, funded, and things slowly started to get back on track. Uh, John, would you say the delay in the neighborhood plan uh, slowed development? Uh, yes, I would say it did uh, slow development. But there appears to be a tentativeness with certain councillors and their recent council decision to not move forward on um, a proposal at the corner of Clark and Moody which also met almost all of the planning criteria and more, seems to bear this out. 
James Diver is a manager of development services with Port Moody. He says planning staff did support the rezoning and proposed building, and he says Aragon plans did fit the community plan and also received support from the city's advisory design panel and its land use committee. CKW's Emily Lazatin went to speak with residents to see how this has all impacted them. Well, we're actually having to leave our house now because this block is getting redeveloped for townhouses. That's Frank Cassidy. He's been renting a home with his kids on St. George's Street, less than 400 metres from Moody Centre Skytrain Station. Yeah, we're very happy, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it, yeah. Hey, I spoke to a couple of people, uh, people that have sold. Um, they're OK with it, I guess they're, you know... Some people aren't all. I feel that more and more they're just these kind of neighbourhoods were losing them, right, to developing townhouses. Rebecca Salustros, a resident on the same street, has mixed feelings about shovels hitting the ground for townhomes. The house she's lived in for 15 years has been sold. The positive of the Evergreen Line would be maybe more affordable transit for some people. I take the West Coast Express to work, but I, it's kind of expensive. It's, it's certainly more um, effective cost-wise to take the Evergreen Lines. Negatively, it will be busier. It may be less of a small community. The traffic may be a lot worse, I mean, because people are going to park there as well. And Fred Sufi says new development is pushing longtime residents out. Because of the Evergreen, there are uh, many of the rental units have been teared down and made to the to the townhouses or uh, condos. So the people who are not in a position to buy a condo and their rental, they cannot live here because there are no places to live, no places to rent. So they are the ones who are affected very badly. They are moving to Maple Ridge, they are moving to Mission even. But for Sufi, there's another component, saving some of the city's history. There are currently 65 registered heritage homes in Port Moody. And these houses are 50, 60, 80, 100 years old. If you don't take care of what is there, which is a Sutherland house, which is a heritage house, then that will be teared down. So what I'm going to do, I'm buying that and moving it somewhere else is preserved. Sufi is in the process of building, preserving, and moving several heritage and character homes. While he doesn't deny it makes him money, he says it's about mixing the old with the new. These are character home, and it is good to, if you could preserve it, it's good to preserve it, and so next generation can, can see where, how their community was, how the houses was, how... You know, because if you don't have anything to show them, they won't know about their community. Sufi does admit it's time for a change. Community changing in a big way, especially Port Moody, because Port Moody has not changed for many years. And suddenly by SkyTrain and people re- realizing it's such a great community here. Port Moody is a really great community. We are close to Vancouver. We have a waterfront. We have so many parks. But for Frank Cassidy, who has less than a year to find a new home. Yeah, it's sad. I think it's sad, to be quite honest with you. I understand progression and all that kind of stuff, but I think it's... Um, I think there's some areas where they should just keep it the way it is. That's my personal view. Next stop, Port Moody. Exciting times for Port Moody with lots of development. Not everybody's happy with that development. Change in any neighborhood can take its toll. We'd uh, like to hear what you think about the Evergreen Line, the prospect of it coming into your area, the densification that this area is already undergoing and what is to come. You only have to look at the Canada line to see up and down the Canby Corridor and how that has changed. Pretty soon it'll be Marine Drive all the way downtown. Not quite yet there now, but it's happening. You can see it happening. 
certainly from Marine Drive up to Oak Ridge, up around 41st, and then around 33rd, King Edward. There's so much development, the density. It seems that Canada Line is already at capacity. If not at capacity, it's got to be very close. And you remember a few years ago when Canada Line was being built and everybody thought it would not be used, it was on the wrong street, shouldn't be there. And now you, you have to imagine if you use it every day or if you're a semi-regular user of it, you probably couldn't get around without it. Although at times, and I would imagine during the week, at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, you're probably thinking you'd rather be on just about any other line than that one. <laughs> it can get pretty squishy from time to time. We also want to ask you today about the, this new tax. The provincial government not only agreed with the city of Vancouver on a so-called vacant house tax, but they also imposed a 15% tax on foreign nationals, foreign home buyers that are looking to buy property. Our phone number, if you want to join us, 604-280-9898 or star 9898. We're talking Vancouver real estate today, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 if you're mobile from News Talk 980 CKNW. Asking for your input on what's been happening. Not a lot of chance for you to have a say on things that have been developing, particularly last week with the provincial government giving the city of Vancouver the go-ahead to implement and administer some kind of a vacant home tax. We're still trying to determine what a vacant home is. What will that be? What will that look like? And the thing that everybody's talking about and has the realtors in, in hackles right now is the 15% on foreign purchases of property here in the Metro Vancouver area. Some people are saying it's not enough. Some people are saying it's way too much. What do you think about any of this stuff that's going on and does it at, at all affect you? I wonder how many people are sitting at their homes day after day eating dinner and thinking this is just ridiculous. This has no effect on me whatsoever or maybe it has more than any one of us realize. 604-280-9898. That's the phone number or star 9898. A long weekend, nice weather, and we're talking about our favorite sport, real estate. Hi there, Jill. Jill, you there? Uh, it's Phil, yeah. Bill? Phil, P-H-I-L. Phil, I'm sorry. That says Hello. Jill on the screen here, but uh, it was used to, uh, I think Mike's using a crayon on the computer now. It's Phil Legree. Phil Legree, how you doing? <laughs> Good, how are you? Good, I know that you're upset. I'm, I'm heartbroken. You know how I know you're upset? How's that? Because I've read your Facebook news feed. Oh, well, there's that. Yes. Uh, let's uh, let's be uh, let's uh, use full disclosure here. You've been a regular uh, guest on Vancouver Real Estate Today, and obviously you've taken the wise decision on a long weekend to tune in, and, and I want to give you a run at it. What, so what's wrong with this uh, 15% tax? It's implementation. Quite frankly, it's implementation. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the 15% tax. I have no problems as, as virtually every realtor that I know to say, hey, let's, let's make homes affordable to our home people, but, but forget the 15% tax. The implementation to directly attack the current homeowners that are innocent, that, you know, take a person, they've got a million-dollar home, they just sold it, older couple. They've committed that money next week or three months from now because they've sold their home for a million. They've committed that money to a condo for eight or 900000 They need that money to pay for it, and somebody coming
that deal collapses, mm-hmm. I guess we can take them to court. What do these people do? They've been waiting to find that home. I mean, there's there's going to be hundreds of these cases where it's been implemented that contracts, uh, you know, are just people's lives are going to be destroyed over this. What would have been what would have been a good date? Uh, what kind of a timeline would have been fair? Oh, Monday, Tuesday, that's fine. But to say that somebody already has a contract under play, underway. Um, it goes through. It simply doesn't apply. I mean, I know everyone likes to think there's a bunch of Asian money coming here and they have open, unlimited pockets, but come on, it's the real world. Mm-hmm. It's just not true in every case. The, there's examples all over the papers of young couples that have been living here, paying taxes, finally saved up enough to buy a home, and now they're told that the legal contract they signed means nothing to our provincial government. Just nothing. And those people that have worked hard and saved all their lives, they just simply want to complete the deal that's in process. So, and this government simply won't admit, you know what, guess what, guys, we're going with a 15%. I haven't heard a realtor fight against it yet, but we made a mistake implementing it. I guess, uh, the, I guess the question I should have asked then is, is for how long would you expect... Uh, the government to grandfather what what is what was ha- what happens before August second, and I guess your your feeling is that anything that uh, was written up and signed and contracted before the second of August should stand before the fifteen percent goes into effect for them. Exactly right, and there's ways to legally track that. And if people are changing legal contracts, then uh, hey, let's let's fire those realtors and sue those people. Nobody wants that. Well, I guess the problem, Phil. The problem, the problem was, and I, I, to- I have a lot of time for what you're saying because uh, if I was, I was thinking about this last night. And I was thinking if I had made a deal and I had, you know, in good faith signed a contract, and suddenly I'm slapped with a with, with some kind of a tax, I'd be pretty darn upset. However, that being said, the story from the government, at least the way I understood it, was the reason they did it the way they did it was because they didn't want the market to go into a panic. How does it affect, how does the people here don't pay that 15%? No, no, Ian, if, if most, most, most real estate deals are dominoes. So I'm selling my home, I'm selling my home to a foreign national, where am I doing with that money? Just putting it under the mattress? I'm using that money to buy my next home. And if the money coming in, the people said, I don't have 15% more money, I don't have that 150, I'm going to walk away from my deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no remedy. Now they're in breach of contract. Now I went to buy another house with that money. I've signed a legal contract. Now I'm going to be in breach of that contract legally because I don't have the money. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we're going to we're going to find out uh, we're going to find out soon enough. I, I I'm glad that you called because I know I know that you're good and steamed about it and uh, very unhappy. And, and I can see your side of it. Uh, to be honest with you, I can see the other side of it too. If we had some kind of a panic run, uh, the market's volatile enough as it is. Just can I put that? I want to ask you one more question before I let you go here, Phil, because I'm interested in what you have to say. Let's put a, let's put aside that for a moment, and I know that's a huge issue for you. 
Is this going to slow the market down? Yes, I believe it will. And will that be a positive thing? I believe it will. Yes, I believe it will. I've been trying to buy for people lately, and, and homes have been pushed up and up and up and up from this frenzy. Now, the market already did start to slow. It started to slow considerably, and I think it'll help it slow a little more. So, again, personally, sorry if you don't like this opinion, I don't have a problem with the tax. I have a problem with people that have spent their whole lives raising, you know, their kids and family paying taxes, and they're going to sell a home now, today. It's already under contract, and that contract is null and void because well, the people buying it. Yeah, I'm going to have to leave it there, Phil. I think you made your point, and I think uh, your point is a valid one. I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I certainly have an open phone. If, if somebody can explain it, uh, you know, go for it. Uh, Phil Legree, who has joined us on this program several times. I always got to have a lot of time for him with Keller Williams. He's an active realtor on the North Shore and, and obviously very, very fired up. Let's do, uh, let's get John on here just before we go to break, Mike. Uh, John, did you have a question or a comment? A oh, question. You know, this has been going on for years. If they want to actually prevent foreigners to take over, the federal government should have pass a law that Canadian citizens must own over 50 percent, wouldn't it? That that would uh, already forestall a lot of this buying out. The hmm. other thing is that 15 percent tax, where we already had the property transfer tax 50 years ago to prevent profiteering. Both governments, federal and uh, Provincial collects the capital gains taxes already from Canadians and foreigners if they don't catch them for tax evasion, don't they? Got to leave it there, John. I appreciate your your comment and your time in making it. We'll digest that for a moment. Uh, we, we're late for a break, but if you want to jump in on this, it's contentious. It's, uh, that's to say the least. I guess any time the word tax is used, 15% tax for Money coming from outside of Canada, if you're not a Canadian citizen or landed immigrant, that's the, the charge, a 15% levy tax goes in effect on Tuesday and already affecting deals that have been contracted to go through. 604-280-9898, star 9898. We're live on the long weekend, a BC Day weekend. We're talking about real estate in Vancouver today. News Talk 980 CKNW. For some people, things have gotten completely out of control. A lot of realtors right now, real estate agents and brokers that are very, very upset, not so much with the 15% tax on foreign buyers, uh, purchasers of property here in the Metro Vancouver area, but the implementation, the fact that if you've, if you've already got a signed contract and, and you're, you're eligible, if you're lucky enough to pay 15%, uh, then uh, you're going to have to pay it even though that contract was signed well before uh, Tuesday. So we're taking calls. We want to see what you have to say. We're taking the pulse on a long weekend. It's 604-280-9898 or star 9898. And Adam's with us. Hi. Hi, John. How are you? Good. It's Ian here. What, what's up, Adam? Ian, sorry. Um, yeah, my name's Adam Lawrence, and I'm a real estate appraiser. Uh, so we deal with market valuations in the lower mainland. And uh, we have noticed uh effect already with the 50 percent tax i appraised the property uh a couple days ago it was not your typical property it was a four point um 4.8 million dollar estate um in the lower mainland i I won't say the area just to keep it confidential and um 
the family listed the property one uh, one or two days before the tax implementation, and his offers went from 4.6 million down to 4.2 million. Hmm. So in essence, he lost uh, overnight. He lost four hundred thousand dollars in equity uh, in his property. And I know this is an atypical situation. However, uh, this gentleman he's a he is a developer and he's built his life over the last 20 years buying and selling properties. Um, with the assumption of a, of a consistent tax regime, and, and now this implementation of the 50% tax has completely, um, you know, sent him spiraling down. And uh, you know, he might he might go to business based on this on this tax. It might hurt his uh, his well-being. And yeah, his and I I hate to, I hate to be the party pooper here, but I don't think that, I don't think your developer friend's going to get an awful lot of sympathy. Given that uh, probably in the last five years or however long this market has been as crazy hot as it's been, has probably has probably done okay. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sure you're not uh, you're not crying with any little violin for him, but um, yeah. What my my point was is that people are being affected, whether it's a you know developer at 4.8 million or a family that's trying to sell their property at you know a million or a million five in East Vancouver, they are going to get hit. It's a simple, um, it's as simple as supply and demand. There's going to be less demand for housing in the Lower Mainland, and um, you know a trickle-down effect or a domino effect, as the last realtor said, it will affect uh, everyone in the short term and long term, and it will make housing uh, more affordable for uh, many families in the area. I, I can, I can guarantee it. I, I think your points are well taken, and you've and you've articulated well. I, you know, I wonder if it's going to do anything at all because when you're, and this is how how naive and pedestrian I must be because uh, for most of us that don't live in that world, that seems like an awful lot of money that these guys are playing with. And like you said, you know, as you appreciate, no one's going to really take to, too much uh, concern for them. But these are also the people that have the resources to find ways to get around these things. And there's there must be a way, and somebody will find it, to get around this kind of thing. Uh, these kinds of things are already being gotten around. So Absolutely. if it slows the market down a little bit, if it brings the price down, that the prices have been softening anyway, it's still very much, uh, well, at least until <laughs> at least until Tuesday, has been a seller's market. Now maybe that's changed since the announcement. I haven't, haven't checked the prices recently uh, since Thursday. But that will open up more opportunity for local people, and I think that's the goal. If and, and I'm not here to defend it, by the way. I just think that's what the goal is. And if that would, it happens, then some people will suffer as a result of this correction. So what do you do from there? I don't know. But appreciate yeah, your no comment. Worries. You've, you've done you. well. I hope you'll join us again. Take care. You bet. Uh, we'll take a quick break because that's what we do every couple of minutes or so. And uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, we're doing a little straw poll or a little opinion bank here, if you will. Feel free to fill your boots here, 604-280-9898, star-9898 if you're mobile. We're talking about this new tax, 15%, the possibility of a vacancy tax in Vancouver. Nobody's mentioned that. That's another one that I'm still scratching my head over. The city of Vancouver, I guess, could stand to take in quite a bit of money. What they'll turn that money into is hard to say. What's the cost of administering that kind of a tax? Victoria apparently wants no part of it. Victoria wants the 15%. It looks good for them uh, politically, I think, to, to put this tax in. Most people seem to be in favor of it, except for those, as we've noted, that have to sign contract for a deal already in place. 604-280-9898, star 9898. 
And you know what? I appreciate Mike is agreeing with me because everybody so far has been very polite. And that's the way we do things on a long BC Day weekend from News Talk 980 CKNW. We're letting you have a say. Oh, sorry about that, John Meyer, Ian Power. <laughs> we're letting you have a say. We want to know what you think. Uh, just uh, we're, we're having a conversation about this 15% tax that was announced on Thursday. That one, uh, perhaps not flooring, but a little bit surprising when the focus seemed to be on a vacant home tax for the city of Vancouver to administer. Terry, good, mor- uh, good morning to you. How are you doing? Is that me? That, well, if your name's Terry, it is. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I was wondering, uh, Ian, how is this Christy Clark's fault? Who said it was Christy Clark's fault? Well, uh, this is what they're, they've been, NW's been saying this all week, or for the last two weeks, or last month, I don't know. Well, I don't speak for anybody. I've never said it's anybody's fault. I don't, I don't, I don't know the full ramifications of this. I'm hearing all sides trying to understand what people have to say and trying to determine what is the right thing. I think there's some good in this tax in that it might just slow things down bring prices, uh, moderate prices a little bit. How, how, how much longer can they go up? How fast can these things go? You know, <laughs> I, I want to share with you a tweet that I read, and I thought this pretty much said it. Uh, and it said, and it was, um, it was, re- uh, it was at Treat, uh, or at Reet on uh, uh, Twitter that uh, were, was re- responding to our guests that turned out to be a no-show, incidentally. Uh, so it says uh, it might hurt some sellers, but a 40% drop in prices will only take Vancouver real estate values back nine months. So take a minute to let that sit in or sink in. So, I mean, think about it. The prices have gone crazy. They're out of control, out of the reach of most people that live and work in this area. So if the prices come down and it's more affordable, more within reach, I think most people would be pretty happy with that. Eva, how are you? Hi, great, thanks. So what do you think? Well, um, the government's been telling us for years now that it's uh, the foreign buyers are minimal and it's not really affecting our market. It was 5%. Now they've admitted to 10 So if it's only 10%, I want to know why the realtors are all freaked out that this is going to affect the market at all. Well, the, the real thank you very much. It's 15%, by the way. But the, the reason the realtors are upset right now, and I think there's something to be said for their argument, if a deal's been done, a contract's been signed, everything's in good faith. Why then are they subjected to this uh, this tax uh, it, that will become, in a way, retroactive? I think that's the, the big complaint. If they've got a deal in process, they shouldn't have to pay. It could mean uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, which means in some cases that deal might just not go through. And Mark, you get the last word today. Good morning. I'd like to share sort of my thoughts, which are from a different angle. I've been a realtor for many, many years in the greater Vancouver area. And notwithstanding the uh, quick date turnaround, I think that uh, is pretty black and white and an incorrect approach. But on the broader picture, I think what people are perhaps missing is that our whole uh, housing market has been structured uh, as a open market uh, without too much interference from government from a taxation point of view trying to control it. And it's frankly, in my opinion, been very successful. Uh, you know, part of the excitement of a young person buying their first home is the opportunity for capital gains and as they move forward through their life. Mm-hmm. And when the government jumps in with a tax like this and it 
does start to impact pricing, uh, it is also going to impact the equity position of existing homeowners and those young people who want to move forward, buy their first condo, watch the equity grow, move into the second home, and uh, perhaps even as time moves on, get enough equity to then borrow against it, perhaps make an investment property, increase their RRSPs, uh, as they get older, help their children get through school. So the minute you start to interfere artificially and diminish these equity positions of these homeowners, the implication is much broader. And if, even going to another angle, if they uh, have the correction in the market, both in terms of activity and in terms of pricing, and let's just say condos, for example, they, the condos stop selling at the rate they've been selling, then the developers are going to pull back on what their future plans are on the on the interim. They will shelve their existing developments, and then t- that impacts those individual blue-collar workers and engineers and all the way up the ladder uh, in the construction industry, plus the implications well beyond that. So my opinion is the market will always correct itself. It has. Uh, I've been doing this for over 30 years, and I do believe that, yes, it's, it's extraordinarily heated up over the last uh, whatever number of months you want to call it, but there would have been its own natural market correction. Got to leave it there, Mark. Yeah, Mark, you make a great point. You said it really well, and I gave you a really good run at it, but we're just out of time. I, I agree with a, a lot of what you said, uh, and you, you hit the mark right on. Leave the market to do what the market does best. In this case, things are out of control. Something had to be ha- uh, had to happen, and if it's for no other reason then because there's an election next spring, that could just be something to think about. Appreciate your time today. Mike Given is our technical producer. John Meyer is away. He'll be back with me next week. My name is Ian Power. Charmaine De Silva is here with CKNW Weekend Next. This is Vancouver Real Estate Today from News Talk 980 CKNW.